listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. So Thomas, put up uh, that the creed for us. We we didn't do the creed at this service, uh, but we did it at the 815 service during a baptism that we had. And um, we've all read the creed or said the creed once or twice in our lives. Once or twice, what's that? Or a million, exactly. And and so uh, take, a, take a look. This is called the second article of the creed. The creed is, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed are divided into three articles for Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? And so this is the second article of the creed. And it says, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, <laughs> suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. All right, stop. Go back, Thomas. Did did you notice anything here? Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. What's missing? His life. (laughs) He was born and he died. As though that's the most important thing, right? And, and because the creed is this way, we have fixated on the death of Jesus being the most important thing. Now, don't get me wrong. The death and resurrection of Christ are really important. I preach about them all the time, right? I focus us on that all the time. The death of Christ represents the end of the old, the old moral order governed by hierarchy, division, violence, hatred, war, all of those things. That's what dies with Christ on the cross. And then there's a gap on Saturday. There's this gap delay. And then Sunday is the birth. The resurrection of Christ is the birth of a new creation, the birth of a new humanity. Don't get me wrong. That's critically important. But to omit the entire life of Jesus from the creed, no mention of healing the sick, No mention of welcoming the stranger. No mention of feeding the hungry. No mention of caring for the poor. No mention of including the outcast. None of that. And so when Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, certainly his death and resurrection are part of that. But I think he's talking about his life, 
right? You, you want to know what it is to love? Look at Jesus. You want to know what it is to be human? Look at Jesus. You want to know what it is to be a child of God? Look at Jesus. And it's critically important then that we look at his life. We look at who he was as a person, how he lived. You see, Jesus recognized that every person was a part of him. He treated every person as though they were his brother or sister, that he, as though he wasn't whole or complete without them. Every single person mattered, including the people who were killing him. Or he said, Father, forgive them for? They don't know. They don't know that we're part of each other. They don't know that we're family. They don't know that, that we make each other whole. If the world, if everyone in the world were to love like Jesus, what would be different in the world? That is not a rhetorical question. This is open for conversation. If everyone in the world loved like Jesus, what would be different? Everything. Everything. Like what? No war. No war. No more school shootings. Please, God, right? Please. What else? No child abuse. What? No suicide. No what? No poverty. No borders. Oh, my. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, no homelessness. What else? You guys over here, peanut gallery. What's that? No racism. Bad would still have to exist because we have to love our enemies. Yeah, we'd love our enemies. Dale said there'd still be bad, but we'd love our enemies. Right? We wouldn't see them as enemies to be destroyed. We would see them as people to be transformed. Because that's what love does. Love transforms. Right? Love changes. Love makes new. Imagine if we did that. Imagine instead of, now I'm, I'm, I'm bordering on political, so give me a little grace here. Imagine instead of incarcerating prisoners to punish them, we help them. We teach them. Right? We help them to become healthy citizens that can return to their families and, and to the community. What else? What would be different if we loved like Jesus? What's that? Everyone would be included. Everyone would be included. What else? Any other ideas? No hierarchy. No hierarchy. Everyone equal. Everyone equal. Now, men are better than women. We all know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> no hierarchy. Think about that. We're all just folks. We're all just brothers and sisters. You see, this is not a pipe dream. This is God's vision for humanity. Jesus believed this. Jesus believed that human beings can love. And he believed that human beings can be taught to love. And the way we're taught to love is by being immersed in love. You don't learn to love by reading a book. You don't learn to love by taking a, a, a class on five steps to love, right? You don't learn to love by watching a video. You learn to love by being immersed in love. But here's the thing. It's hard. 
If it were easy, we'd all just be doing it, right? But what, what is so hard about love? What's hard about love is all of us have things in us that get in the way of the love. For example, I have somebody in my family system who was largely abused as a child. And because this person was abused as a child, this person has a hard time loving others. And actually, this person has a hard time loving who? Herself. Do you ever, you know anybody like that? See, I think, I think it's impossible to love others if you don't love yourself first. That's another thing Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we're factored into that. I want to be very clear. Love does not mean that you don't matter. Love does not mean this self-sacrificial stuff. I mean, Jesus went to the cross, no question, but he trusted his father. He trusted that love and life would win. He wasn't doing, oh, poor me, sorry, Jesus, you know, I'll just, you know, lay down, take my canteen, save yourself, everybody be okay. Um, he really believed in the love of his father and, and, and that love and life would win. And, and even from the cross, he was still powerful. He was still loving from the cross. And so in order to love, we have to first love ourselves. But some of us are not good at that. Maybe some of us are carrying guilt or shame. We've been carrying for years. And it gets in the way of our ability to love. Maybe some of us are still carrying resentment towards somebody who harmed us. Animosity. Grudges. You know, and that gets in the way of the ability to love. And we got to let that stuff go. You see, the beautiful thing is that when we were baptized, we actually were put to death. We believe that, that in baptism we die. We died to the world's ways. We died to death. We died to division. We died to hierarchy. All of the old things that got crucified with Jesus in the cross, that's what we died to in baptism. And then we're made new, we're recreated. We're raised as new human beings. We're raised as children of God and all of that is gone. And the cool thing about baptism is it's not a one-time deal. The reason I tell the kids all the time, make that white cross on your forehead is because we get to die and be raised anew when? Every day, sometimes every minute of every day. And because we get put to death and raised anew every day, you know, Yesterday, I didn't love good enough. What about you? Could you have done better yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, I didn't love. Why is it that the people, often the people we hurt the most, the people that we get, they're the people closest to us. You know, they're the people that we actually say I love you to, you know. Am I the only one? Can y'all relate to this? And, and what we need to do is we, I can beat myself up that I didn't love enough yesterday. I can carry the guilt and shame or I can let that be drowned in the water and be made new today. And I'm going to love better today. I'm going to serve better today. I'm going to be more patient today. I'm going to be more compassionate today. I'm going to listen better today. But then somebody's going to push my buttons. <laughs> They're going to push because I got junk, too. You know, we have that junk. And, and, and the people around us, they know where our junk is and they push our buttons, sometimes on purpose, sometimes inadvertently. But our buttons get pushed. And then there, where do we go? There goes the love. And we're back to it. And so if you're someone who 
has got that junk like I do that gets in the way of love, we got to work on that. We got to work on that. We, we all need somebody that we trust, somebody who's healthy and wise that we can talk to and that we can be open with and we can be authentic and we can tell what our struggles are, what our demons are that get in the way of blocking that love. If we don't work on it, if we don't work on getting rid of those barriers, we're never going to get to the place where we're able to love like Jesus. And so you got to know your stuff. You got to know what it is that's in you that's holding you back. And it, it's probably stuff you've been carrying for a really long time and you just stuff it, right? What do we do? We stuff it because we don't want to look at it. We don't want others to see it. We don't want to look at it ourselves or acknowledge it. But in order to love like Jesus, we have to. We have to work on those things. And that's the beautiful thing about being community, about being brothers and sisters, you know? We can trust each other and we can bestow grace upon one another because you don't have to be ashamed about having stuff because I got stuff and she's got stuff and, you know, she's got a lot of stuff over there. But that's, you know, I, I just pointed to nobody. I, I'm not picking on anyone. <laughs> Well, I was kind of pointing at Lynn, <laughs> kind of pointing at Lynn. But we all have it, right? And so I think this is why Jesus was gentle with people, because he knew they had stuff. Maybe he had stuff too, perhaps. Perhaps we don't ever talk about that, but maybe, maybe he did. Maybe that's what made him so kind and so compassionate toward others, because he had to come to grips with his own stuff, and he knew how hard it is to be human. And so who is it this week that needs your love? Who is it this week that God's calling you to be a little more gentle with, a little more compassionate at home? Think about that. And if you can't think of who it is at home, like I always say, it's you, right? That you, you're the one that needs this. Or, or at work, when you go to work, who's that person that's hard to love? Who's that person that just needs a little more gentleness? A little more patience, a little more compassion. Who is it on your street, that person on the street that's hard to love, that God's calling you to just let them know you care. Let them know you're there. Make some cookies. Walk them over and just say, hey, thinking about you, praying for you. Just want to bring you some cookies, right? The vision of oneness in this world is not a pipe dream. It's not fantasy. Jesus believed in it which means God believes in it, which means we're called to believe in it. But it's not going to happen until we learn how to love. It's not going to happen until we're willing to get out of our own ways. It's not going to happen until we're willing to be put to death and raised anew as children of God, as new human beings. With all of that junk that's there, it's been in a way that's got to go so that we can be these conduits of God's love flowing in and through and out of us. That's who we're called to be as brothers and sisters. May there be a day where there are no more school shootings. May there be a day when there are no more wars. May there be a day where the only way we know about suicide is you have to go to a museum and read about it. May there be a day when no one's hungry. May there be a day when all are equal and included and all hierarchies have been destroyed. 
That's God's vision for this world. And we're the delivery system. God's counting on us. And God believes in us. God believes in our ability to be the people of God we're created to be so that all may experience real life. God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen.